Oh, there it goes. <laughs> okay. Is it recording now? Yes. Okay, wonderful. All right, so let's just set up the uh, the room real quick. We do have cats. Sometimes they fight. and uh, yeah, Lovingly. <laughs> lovingly fight. Brotherly knock over our stuff, but in a loving yes. way fight. Yes. And, and we live close to the uh, uh, business highway, so sometimes you hear some... Um, People revving up their engine or hearing motorcycles or something. Like we that. are in Texas. So, yes, we are in Texas. So, uh, having said that, uh, we're going over uh, phase one. If you don't know what phase one is, it's your first time listening to the podcast. Uh, go back to the website, go check out uh, the three phases page, and go down each phase so you can have an idea of what they're about. There are some blogs attached to them in case um, you want to just kind of do that route first. But you could also just stick around and we're going to talk about the outline. You can deduce it. Phase one, yeah. we're talking about the... So phase one for an artist is all about building your art career. And in phase one, we're talking about... The siren's throwing me off. In phase mm -hmm. one, we're talking about building, building your, your foundation yes. of your art career. Yes. So no selling. That's the theme of phase one. Yes, the theme of phase one is learning, not selling. Yes. And... Uh, we're going to kind of just walk you through the uh, different uh, action steps for, for the phases, or just phase one specifically. Yes. Um, and the first one, like we, we just mentioned, uh, was kind of building foundation, but it's, uh, what we're really talking about is building skill set at this action step, which is part of building a foundation. So building your skill set basically means what? So building your skill set, which is the first action step in phase one, is all about building your technical skills as an artist, which is the very un-Instagram worthy, boring practices <laughs> of drawing that sphere and shading it mm -hmm. by depending on where the light source is and drawing that cube and drawing those perspective exercises and outlining and contouring and shading. Yeah. And, yes. You know what I used to get really annoyed at when I was when I was starting out? What? I, I was just starting out to learn, and I remember getting on Instagram, and I used to see all these amazing artists. And I, I used to think, I was like, man, they just like, I guess they're just talented. Like, they just. They were born that way. They were just born that way. No. Came out after, of the womb. After having done it for 10 years and gotten really good at, at the things I like to paint, like ridiculously good, in my opinion. And I'm not trying to, not trying to toot my own horn, but it's that's, mm -hmm. you get to that point where you just know that you're, you're very good at what you want to do. I realized that it took a lot of freaking work and repetition yes, to yes. get to that point. In the infamous words of Hank Green, we're uh, we we're born not even knowing how to use the restroom. So yeah, <laughs> no one is born an amazing <laughs> no, artist. They no. had to learn. Yeah. So in building your skill set is really all about practicing so much that your skill goes from being a conscious effort where you're thinking, does right. this line go here? Should I shade darker over here? Right. To where you know it so instinctively well, you all you have to do is think of the vision in your head and your body does the work for you. So that's called mastery. And that's all about what building your skill set is for. Correct. Correct. Next, we're going to be talking about um, developing your creative process. Um, this is going to naturally occur when you're focusing on building your skill set. You know, you're, you're going to do so many drawings and, and you know, uh, sketches that eventually 
you'll start to understand what your creative process is like. And it's a very abstract thing to talk about because it's different for everybody. And so I think the important thing is to talk about the goal of the creative process. Right. So the goal of creating or developing your creative process is to find a system of creating that works for you so that way you can create when you don't feel like it. Right. And you can create a lot of work. Yes. So yeah. creating efficiently and consistently. So that, you know, that, that basically, and once we get it, we'll get into that in its own separate podcast and blog post. But basically what you're talking about is, you know, being able to set up an environment that is conducive to help you create consistently. Um, even when you're, you know, not in the quote unquote mood, um, or even if you're a little tired, um, I don't recommend painting exhausted, but even when you're having a day where you just need to get on the canvas, but you're a little tired, having a consistent and well-developed creative process, you can get in there for an hour. And that's, what's going to make the difference when you go into phase two is, is if you have a very well-developed creative process, mm -hmm. you can scale up so much easier because if you go into phase two and you don't have a process set up mm -hmm. for what the days that the water heater breaks mm -hmm. and you didn't get your shower or your car breaks down and you had to spend all day at the mechanics and your boss was yelling at you and you're just like, I, yeah. you're the last thing you want to do is paint. But when you're in phase two, you have commissions, you have shows, yep. you have deadlines. You don't have a choice anymore. No. That's the difference between the professional and the hobbyist artist. The hobbyist artist is like, I've had a shit day. I don't have to do this. Yep. As a professional artist, you do with your job. <laughs> yes, so yes. that's what a creative process is really for. And I think some artists are scared of, of treating it or it feeling that way because, you know, I think a lot of people can can lose lose a, a part of that passion bug when they feel like it's work. But I think that's just why it's so important to understand your creative process. Absolutely. You can still enjoy it if you're in the right mindset, even if you're a little tired or frustrated. Absolutely. It can you can you can foster it so that way it becomes an escape. Correct. Rather than a chore. Correct. And that's what developing your creative process is about. And that's why when so many people start selling rather than focusing on the foundation they burn out right. and they can't handle what it takes to be a phase two artist right. because they don't understand how to cope with the sales. Yeah. And your creative process is what's going to carry you through that. Correct. I think that's what happens when you, and I talk to artists that say they're behind. Oh. It's because of that, um, in my opinion. Um, and not just in my opinion, but in my experience. I've been through it too. And when I don't have a good handle of my process, and I'll, I'll get behind because you know one day or two or three days, I don't feel like getting on the canvas for whatever reason. And you'll get behind. That's exactly what happens. That's like any other business. You know, if, if you're not paying attention to some of the Absolutely. things in the business, you'll fall behind. If, if somebody's in, you know, a jewelry business on Etsy and they're like, I don't feel like shipping for three days. <laughs> that's going to be a, that's going to be a terrible Thursday when you get on the no customer service emails and you got a billion angry emails. No kidding. No so kidding. So the same thing's going to happen with art. It is a business, and that's why you are becoming a professional artist. Right. But this is going to help mitigate that. Correct. So that way it doesn't, you don't feel that way. Correct. So after that, you know, the natural thing is uh, focusing on inventory. I mean, if you're, if you're creating a lot, and um it's still not time to sell though we it's should not point time to that sell. out no 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 still not time to sell I'm always going to be mentioning that in phase one you're going to hear that a lot and don't think i'm creating inventory it's time to figure out what people want to buy no you're not hobby lobby and you're not target no and you're not 
HGTV. Okay, <laughs> those people are going to buy from those stores. Stop it. Yeah, people people are going to want to buy the way you create. They, that's what they love. They want. They want somebody that's considerate and put hours and hours and time to their skill set. People buy that. Absolutely. They don't want to. They don't want to buy an imitation of something they saw at Target. Um, so uh, building your inventory is just going to come naturally, but don't focus on the selling. Uh, focus on building a body of work. A lot. Yes, a lot of it. Um, because you can't. we can't get you to the next phase if you don't have anything to present to the public. What's, how are you going to do that if you don't have inventory? Absolutely. And, and we it, talked about this um, before that phase one really achievably like in achievable terms should take you about two years yes yeah so this is not you have a month to create inventory no like and i wrote on the blog tell me if this is an obscene number and i'll change it okay is a hundred pieces a reasonable it's on the low end okay that's what Uh, i was thinking because i've got i've got friends of preston Mm, I think Preston has like 400. Preston has upwards of 800 Oh my pieces. gosh, never mind. And, uh, and Carol in mm-hmm. Austin, she's got 16,000 pieces. Like She's James Patterson. But she's wise. been doing it for many, 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 many years. But at the same time, you know, the, we're, we're talking about above 100 because... 100%. It, you just have to have... You don't understand how quickly phase two is going to come. And what things are going to come at you with phase two. And if you think about it from a business perspective, if you're, let's say you're going to a new store. Mm-hmm. If you go to a new retail store and they have three shirts, whole store, they have three shirts, and one size, there's three items total. How likely are you going to pick one of those shirts? Not likely. Uh, one, probably because they're priced ridiculously high and not worth the they may be not the right size. Correct. They may not be your style. Yeah. It's not going to have any options for me. But if you go into a store that has hundreds of options, oh yeah. statistically speaking, what's the likelihood that you're going? Oh, yeah. I'll be spending a lot of time there. You're gonna, yeah. Not only, not only are they more likely to buy from you, they're going to be spending much more time. Yes. If you've got a large body of work, especially if you're talking about putting it up online, people are going to, if they really love your work and they love the first piece, they're going to spend more time looking through everything that you have and guess what they're going to ask for after that commissions yes they're going to either ask to buy some of the original work or they're going to ask for a commission so you know that's why um this is really getting close to phase two but you're not quite there yet so i have to be reminded don't don't rush it either you'll you'll find that it's going to be very tempting you're going to be developing a lot of inventory and, and it's going to be good inventory means completed Pieces. Yes. That abandoned stack of canvases in the corner <laughs> don't count as 12. No. No. They, if you wouldn't put it up in the store with the price tag, it don't count. Yeah, it doesn't count as inventory. Inventory is the things you're going to sell. Yes. Now, I will say when creating inventory, and we will talk about this, of course, when we get to this step, but does not mean be so perfectionistic, perfectionistic that you can't get off the first one. Yeah. You're stuck. You're like, I'm trying to create a hundred and I've spent yeah. four months well, on one. Well, I think that's going to, they'll, they'll figure that out at the creative process right. when they've done that. Oh yes. We'll yeah. talk deep. Well, we'll talk about the creative process, how to yeah. avoid the creative, that trap. The creative process helps you figure that part out yes. where you're going to be able to finish something and move on. Yes. 
And the, the last thing uh, that you're going to do in phase one and is... And all my introverts cry in yes, terror. It's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people, which is building community. Is a lot of people call it uh, followers or um, uh, clients. It's really community. And the reason why you should be using the word community is because it implies that these people have come together because they have something in common. Yes. Clients, they don't know they have anything in common with each other. And they just want something. Yeah, a community has discord. They, yes, 100%. you know, they get in, they, they, they get to know each other. Like that's community. That's mm -hmm. the kind of things, that's the kind of quote unquote client that you want. You just want to treat them as community members. And in order to do that, um, there are some things that you're going to have to get comfortable doing, um, in order to help foster the growth of that community, which, um, like, uh, Shelby said is for, for introverts and, um, people that are prone to more anxiety with, with social spaces is you're going to have to go to some social, uh, events. Now it doesn't mean you have to be like the, you know, Bell uh, the ball. no, you don't have to be, you know, like you know ferris bueller or anything like that you just need to make some sort of effort to uh you should be talk. yourself yes but you, you have to go in there with a the goal you gotta leave your house the goal has to be i need people to know that i'm an artist yes. and what kind of art i'm creating yes. now it doesn't mean that everybody at that particular event needs to know but at least one or two people you should get to know exchange contact information with and start getting comfortable with having those kinds and of conversations. And this is so much easier if you wait until after you have an inventory. Correct. Because then you can go to businesses. You can take pictures of your inventory and have a portfolio yeah. and go to businesses right. and restaurants and yep. stores and be like, here's my portfolio. Right. Can we work out a consignment right. deal? And uh, then then it's not quite so icky. Yeah. Both of you are benefiting and you're getting your work out there and you'll you'll start to get more comfortable. I always found myself more comfortable in that and I detest the selling part of art. Yeah. Yeah, that's difficult. Um, and that's going to be probably some things that we're going to talk about in that action step because, you know, talking about your artwork and selling your artwork are two different things. Um, I really do think that one of the last things that you guys should know before you get to phase two because it's going to happen right right at the perfect time. Right before somebody calls you or messages you that they want to buy something, you should have a basic idea on, of, of selling. Yes. It's uncomfortable, and I don't people don't want to do it. It never gets better. But well, for me, you anyway. need you really do need to know how to handle a sale, at least at the very basic level. Absolutely, because it's I, okay, I can't be the only one who felt this way. It's very easy, especially with the meritocracy that we're taught in school, that if you're just a good enough artist, they will invite you to the galleries and they'll invite you to the museums and they'll invite you to the shows and mm -hmm. everyone will buy your art if you're good enough. Right. They'll just come in droves. It doesn't matter if you're Michelangelo. If he just kept his crap in his house and he never showed anybody, nobody would want it. Like, it doesn't matter what skill level you are. If people don't know what exists... And I'm not talking about two people. You can't rely on someone else to be like, I'm going to promote your art mm -hmm, for you. Because mm -hmm. if they're doing that, they are selling you something. That's right. Like, you have to get it out there because it's that's part of selling. Is The more people who get eyes on your stuff, the more likely you're going to create sales. Correct. And, so, and that's also true when we go down into selling. Is now, okay, now we've whittled it down to... <clears throat> 
The tip. Oh. Follow that. I'm joking. You, you started choking because you were talking. Uh, it's because I talked about selling and my body's yes. rejecting <laughs> <it>. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> so when you have, let's say, a hundred... Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm like crying through my choking here. Okay. So when you have a hundred people that see your work, let's say two. Yeah are interested in buying, mm -hmm. okay? If you don't know how to sell to those people, you're not gonna close the sale. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. So uh, those, there's two stages. One, you have to work on getting the people to see it, and yes. then you have to work on getting the two people who are like, I like that, to exactly. buy it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and if you do it the right way, and if you've gone through the phases the way you're supposed to, it gets the, the we'll 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 leave on this this last. Yeah, we're not gonna go on phase two. The four things that are required for somebody to want to purchase your work are they have to first love it or like it, right? In order for them to like that, like your work, you have to be good at it. So that's part of the early part of the phases. The second is they have to be able to afford it. The third is that they have to have a space for it. And the fourth is that they have to either know you or like you. Which has nothing to do with what's actually the subject of your art. Please note that we didn't yes. say that. No, it has nothing to do with the subject of your art. It's subjective. So, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world. There's going to be at least, you know, a million people that... You've got a community <laughs> They're going to like your work. Yes. <laughs> at least. You just have to figure out how to get their eyes on That's you. right. And then you have to figure out how to that's sell right. to them. So but that's... That comes later. Yeah. So that's why building community is so important. If you're building the right community for your work, selling will come naturally. It'll be very easy. You'll just have to make sure you don't fumble the sale. <laughs> that's it. But And that's going to happen. Yeah. But we'll get to that in phase two. Yeah. But if you follow the four steps in phase one before you even start yes. selling, it makes the selling process and making the money, because yeah. we all have to eat, yep. so much easier yeah. than if you just... Decide to be an artist and try to sell stuff tomorrow. No. Oh. You're gonna you're gonna suffer. Yeah, it'll be the, it'll be really hard. You're gonna, it's good. Talk about Oof. the starving artist. I've been there. I've been there. Don't yeah. So this I, is what prevents. Yes. The, your build. Yeah. It's like building a house. Yes. You got to build your foundation in the frame. Because all the paint in the world and the pretty furniture isn't going to keep the house up. Right. You got it. All right. Well, that's the uh, overview for phase one. Yes. And uh, you'll be able to find the first action step, which is building your skill set as a blog and um, and uh, podcast episode, because it's going to be the first one. Yes. So the next step, um, well, first for this, for this overview, for the, the, so this is the phase one overview. There is a corresponding blog and video for this. Right. So you can go to you can go to the website and you can find those other two resources. We'll also have them linked below. Yeah. The next step will be to find our the podcast for creating or building your skill set. Right. And that talks about really digging down into the yeah. technique of art. So yeah. really developing your yeah, technical we, we skills have, we and have mastery. A, we have a pretty heavy conversation about um all the different facets of skill set building. It's it, it gets pretty in, in in deep in the trenches, but it's good stuff. Absolutely, it's great. So it's for great. anyone who's struggling to figure out how do I get better at my or how do I improve my drawing or how do I improve my art, right? We've got you covered. Yeah, got you covered on that one. Okay, so we'll see you there. Yep. See you next week. Bye, guys.